Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Hank Bulger, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. Is it rumor or is it fact that there might actually be some moisture in the air in White Pine County, Nevada? Well, knocked my electricity out, and so the computer doesn't work. So I'm sitting in my pickup out at one of the phone booths, <laughs> we call them, where there's a signal. Yeah. So that's the best I can do, but it is snowing. A lot of snow, or? Well, it's it's pretty wet, and the ground's fairly warm, so uh, unless it's out in the brush, where, yeah. wherever you've been traveling, it it's going right in. It's melting as soon as it hits. Well, it's good that you're doing a trial run to be without electricity, because last week on Wednesday, I was in Bismarck with the, uh, the Lignite Energy Council. Tremendous presentation from Mike Nazi, who is from Texas, uh, very involved in the energy business, he shared the story of what happened in February when there was no electricity and point blank told everybody we are at a time when our electric grid is not stable and we will begin to see rolling blackouts across the country on a regular basis and particularly in July, there will not be enough supply to meet the demand. So it's good that you're practicing for that, Hank. Hey. I've always told you I was a canary in the coal mine out here into <laughs> the end of the line. It happens here first, boys and girls. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how big is your big old pink moon? Well, it's a little tough to see a pink moon in a snowstorm. Uh, <laughs> I have to tell you. Well, it's fifteen percent brighter, seven percent larger. I thought it would, uh, you know, just beam through all of those clouds and that snow. So, would that have anything to do with global warming or global cooling nope. or climate change or? No, nope. pink moons just uncle happen Joe all Biden. the time. He ain't my uncle. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he's. Uh, he acts like that old guy on the uh, Petticoat Junction. Uncle Joe drove the train to Hooterville and back every day. <laughs> yeah. Kind of stumbled around. He's stumbling around, all right. Don't know how much longer wow. this will go on. Well, I mean, the border crisis is criminal what it's doing to those little kids and those people. Mm -hmm. This is wrong, double wrong, triple wrong. But what about raising the capital gains tax? You know, isn't everybody eligible for capital gains tax if they're invested in the market or, or anything like that? Doesn't that cover it all? They raise that to 43%. Does anybody know historically what happens when they do that? Okay, well, here's the good news before you tell us about the history of raising capital gains tax. Uh, he also has an initiative that would eliminate meat consumption so if you don't have meat consumption, your land won't be worth anything because you don't own any animals. So really, at the end of the day, you're not out much. Did you, did you see Oregon pass the deal that where your animals are supposed to die of old age, you can't use them for consumption no matter what they are? Did, did uh, they pass that? I don't know how far that? it got through their legislature, but that's pretty what. 
Did they pass I, it? I, or know, did, I just I, saw it, the clip. I thought it was a proposed ballot initiative. I'll get, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I'll, I'll get the details on that. But, all right, the history of raising capital grains tax. Well, okay. The, the, uh, communist party decided to make it a big deal because Donald only paid $750 in taxes. Well, okay. The Democrats, or the communists and the Republicans, have done this for years, made loopholes for the people on that, that can uh, afford to pay accountants huge amounts of money. So he didn't pay any income taxes, 750 bucks. Well, God love him. That's how it works. So if you want to see people that are making money, they're going to have high-powered accountants figure out how to hide that money, whether it's in a foreign country Oh, by the way, that kind of makes things work for foreign countries. Or they'll put it in some sort of trust or all these gimmicks, you know. No flat tax uh, like uh, uh, Steve Forbes for years has, mm -hmm. has advocated for. I mean, so the money doesn't come in. Actual less money comes in. Plus, everybody that can get into the stock market uh, would be affected by this because it would affect the amount of money that corporations would be paying in dividends. So who loses? Federal government takes in less revenue. But boy, does it look good to the people that they're trying to, uh, I don't know, subvert, or they already have subverted. You know, boy, these rich guys are getting away with all this stuff. Well, yeah, corporations don't pay taxes. The people that buy their products pay the taxes. Yeah. Get over it. People that contribute pay taxes. People who don't contribute pull taxes. It's that simple. Yeah, that's right. But the contributions by the people go down. The amount of money going to the federal government goes down because they absolutely figure out. They call up Loophole Jones, and he fixes it. And then... Of course, my accountant, he works for Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Uh, I mean, so it just, it is, you know, it's sort of like when you say just how dumb can these people get? They take it as a personal challenge to show you they can really be dumb. It's never worked in history. I don't know why it's going to work now. All right, I'm fully up to speed on Oregon Initiative. It is a ballot initiative. They need to gather signatures. It's pretty much mirroring the Colorado Initiative, although, as you stated, there is it's not illegal to harvest an animal, but you cannot do it before the end of its natural life. So I guess it has to die first, and then you start processing. I'm not sure how that works, nor do I think they understand what they're saying. Everything else in it is the exact mirror of what's happening in Colorado. Problem I have with this, Hank, I did have 12 people send that to me uh, in the last three days. And I appreciate people forwarding me stuff. I think it, I, I encourage that at every step. But at some level, we, we help give them the exposure and the ability to garner 122,000 signatures, which is what they need. And, and I in no way, shape, or form do I dispute that they will get that with or without our assistance in marketing their little initiative. But at the end of the day, what do we always say, Hank? We in 
the agricultural industry and food producers, we say, well, it'll harm us and blah, blah, blah. It isn't about us. It's about the landscape. It's about the people that reap the rewards of what it is that we do with the landscape. It's about property rights. It's about improving the planet and improving human life. And if you shut down one cycle of that life, everybody will suffer. That's the message that needs to be sent loud and clear. And it parallels raising taxes, giving more money to the government. Ladies, gentlemen, everyone that's listening, giving the government more money, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, they're going to spend it. They're about the equivalent to buying a liquor store for an alcoholic, thinking he'll get tired, tired of, drinking. of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have heard that once or twice. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah, from you, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm giving you all the credit. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know. I mean, it's just but, insane. It's, but, it's, but how hey. many times do we have to do stupid? Hank, you know, it's like this. I'm at the point where I think all of this is great news. I really am. Because uh last Monday night, we had a phenomenal meeting in uh, Lewistown, Montana, Fergus County. And obviously, we were talking about 30 by 30. But if you sit and listen to what ranchers, particularly in Montana, have been dealing with, because they, it seems like they, you think you're the canary in the gold mine, but they've also had all of these issues for a long period of time. I guess the gold mine's not a good example because that's above ground. But anyway, they've had coal these, mine, coal mine, not a gold mine, gold mine. Yes. Uh, they've been dying this slow death for a long time with all of these other little nitpicky initiatives. And my mind and my way of thinking Maybe all of these wide sweeping atrocities to human health and the planet will finally wake people up to say it's over. We're, we're, we're going to stop this. Well, I hope you're right. I hope, I hope that this is the last lurch to the left. So, it, it, but it's still the insanity of it all is, is exactly that. It's just insanity. You, yeah. Uh, all right. You we'll don't start, have to go we'll, to Disneyland. You don't have to go to the casinos, but you got to eat. We have to go to a break. That's something else we have to do. Uh, Lone Creek Cattle Company allows you to eat during the break if you like to do that with certified Piedmontese. Get more information about being a part of the supply chain for the certified Piedmontese system. The premium is upwards, not upwards, over $180 per head. Marlon Will, full details, LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Second leg of the journey. Hank Vogler after this. Welcome back, everyone. Trent Lewis alongside. It's just been a couple of uh, technically challenging days. I'm not going to elude any conspiracy to try to keep us quiet, but I had issues yesterday. Andrew had issues this morning on uh, across the pond. Now Hank's having issues. Hank, come in. Come in. Is your radar tuned in? You better betcha. I'm ready to, I'm ready to rock and roll. The whole premise of communism and socialism sounds good on paper, but it all winds up in the same thing. People get in power. The closest thing to empowering the people was the United States of America when they wrote the Constitution quite some time ago, and it's hopefully going to stay valid to this day. That is what works. That actually gives individual freedom to individual people. <laughs> 
and we have gone year after year with apathy and say, oh, well, the government will take care of it. Ah, let the government do it. Well, no, that's about power. And power always does the same thing. It gets concentrated and it gets pushed around. Now, whether whether we can stop this train wreck or not, I don't know. But it's a train wreck. It, communism has never worked anywhere in the world and neither has socialism. And why we think we have some magic wand that can change human nature is absolutely nuts. When they wrote the Constitution, that was as close as any institution on this earth has ever come up with individual rights. So somebody this week must have sensed that we're at a boiling point because you did see yesterday they were promoting that the approval rating of Joe Biden is now down to 52%. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I, I can't believe he can garner Five percent. I agree. Hey, who who in the world controls the press? That's the problem. Same the same outfit that put him in that fake chair. Yes. So, uh, but as you as you and I walk through this, I sit here and I wonder how many people actually hear you talking about communism and think, "Oh my goodness, Hank, get over it." It's just the the Democrat policies coming into play. They're not communists. You're just sensationalizing. No. Communism is done by force, or it has been in the past. The only difference with that is socialism is you vote yourself in to oppression. You vote yourself in to slavery. You can vote yourself in to socialism, which is just another sweeter version of communism, but you have to shoot your way out. Once they get control... You know, forget the First Amendment and the freedom to speak. It's the Second Amendment is the only reason that they haven't done it before, or at least tried. It's the Second Amendment. There's too many people out there that will defend themselves at some point in time when they're finally finally pushed into that proverbial corner. And that's the deal. And that's why it hasn't happened here yet. Uh, China, they had no recourse. They couldn't. As, as Mao Zedong, their supposed beloved leader, starved them to death, they had no options. The ones that escaped to Taiwan, look at the economy and, and the vivaciousness of Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And now they've taken over Hong Kong. They're destroying it. Communism is central, central, central power. What is? Go ahead and tell me what the difference of what we're advocating now in America yeah, there is no difference. And I think if you sit and take a look back at history, we've been voting ourselves into socialism for a lot longer than we recognize. Oh, yeah. We were so powerful after the Second World War. Our economy was exploding. Everything was uh, wonderful. The Out the 50s, we kind of spent some time getting over the war. But by the 60s, it was, it was as roaring as it's ever been. And people... Wanted to join the country club, so they gave their kids some money and said, "You know, go entertain yourself." Uh, we we uh, wanted social programs. We felt sorry for the downtrodden. We knew the problems that our parents went through in the, the Great Depression, all the things that the government stepped up and and did. 
But once they stepped up, they did not step back. Mm-hmm. It never goes away. Thank you, Ronald. Ronald Reagan said, Ronald Reagan said it best. Nothing is closer to eternity on earth than a government program. Yeah, and even during Trump's four years, our spending accelerates. I, I struggle in people who talk about being conservative, and, and I'm going to include everybody named a Bush, and, and even in the Trump administration, we just continue to spend and spend and spend. At some point, it has to stop. Well, it does. Uh, it happened in Argentina. Read a little history about the history of Argentina. It's scary to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like looking in a mirror of what we have done here. They just, for whatever reason, they accelerated it and did it faster. 3,000% inflation. Uh, they had the greatest economy in the world. Beef and wheat were number one. Uh, they had everything. And then all of a sudden, people just walked away from a lot of their, their estancias. They, they couldn't get their animals to town to even sell them. Uh, the government giveaway programs. And, you know, if I give money to you, that's not necessary. But if somebody gives me money, well, that's necessary. And that's what it becomes. No one wants to step up and say, okay, I'll give up my subsidy. I'll give up my issues. Uh, It's your issues that are the problem. Yep. Well, for how many years have you and I talked about on this program, you cannot, as a farmer, complain about the subsidies that the WIC recipients are getting, the single mothers in wherever USA, if you're taking a subsidy yourself. And I continue to have farmers tell me, well, Hank, it's there. Somebody's going to get it. I might as well. That is where it never stops. There has to be some sort of a happy medium uh look at the millions and millions of dollars that they're spending on these illegals coming into this country and not just from central america all over Mm -hmm. the world the coyotes are getting wealthy filthy wealthy and the drugs are coming in but that's okay because we're we have to be humanitarian and hey they could they could be potential voters well wait a minute i thought you had to have an ID to have a driver's license. You have to have an ID to get a passport to go to another country. And nobody wants to step up little incremental things like, gee, voter ID, signature verification, few things like that. You know, I, Trent, I'm in a, I'm in a mail-in ballot district. I don't suppose there's 150 ballots out here, but it's 51 miles to town to vote. And for years and years and years, but I sign the outside of that envelope. The inside of the envelope has the ballot in it. The people at the county clerk's office can look, match the signature, and move on. What's wrong with having that? That would be a big step forward, and everybody should be for it. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian. Doesn't matter. your vote count. Yeah. Well, apparently Maricopa County is going to heat up for a couple of days. We'll see what comes as a result of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, at what point in time, Arizona, Texas, California, New Mexico are not entitled to protect their sovereignty as a state? Mm -hmm. Come on. 
Well, Hank, I've used you as an example a lot in the last two weeks, which is, by the way, why I continue to tolerate you, just so I can use you as an example. (laughs) But, But, I mean, look at the sheer hypocrisy of we are... We're paying people to come in illegally across the south border. The north border is completely closed. You can't even go across if you have a a business endeavor you need to take care of. And while we're inviting people and paying them to come across the south border illegally, the Department of Labor and the Department of of, uh, 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 Homeland Security, Security. about five different departments, they're still immigration. They're still clamping down on you trying to prove that you are hiring illegal aliens. Well, well I, I, I don't get it. And, preve- and preventing you from bringing legal employees into the country to work. It makes no sense whatsoever. Well, the thing of it is, with that entire diatribe, there's nobody being laid off at the Department of Homeland Security. There's nobody yeah. being laid off at the Department of Labor anywhere else. So making more rules and regulations, no matter how onerous it gets, until the last straw breaks the camel's back, mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be. And they're getting very close. And guess what it all boils back down to? If you can't get people to pick vegetables, fruit, all of these things, it's not just sheep herders. I mean, it covers agriculture yeah, absolute all food over production. the country. Yeah. Uh, Hank, Hank, you're going to pinch somebody's toes. Pinch, you're going to pinch toes when we get back. Neogen creating opportunities to look at genomics, get more details about the 20% off. Go to the promo code and say Trent sent me at neogen.com. It's your DNA fingerprint. Second half of Rural Route ahead. Welcome back. Rural Route, Trent Luce alongside Hank Vogler. Waiting in the wings to test his rams for wool quality. I don't have an answer yet, Hank. I don't know what the accuracies are for that, but I will get well, it because I know Neogen's in Australia, so stay tuned. Well, not just not just the wool quality, but the confirmation, uh, you know, the the longevity, uh, yeah, twinning rates, all those things that that you know is the map. You just think about animal agriculture. You can turn over chickens pretty fast. You can turn over hogs pretty fast. But when you get to something that has a long gestation, like a cow, uh, the genetic advancement is just phenomenal what you can do with genomics. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And, I, and sheep, goats, anything like that, uh, you might be following the wrong path. You might be dragging along some terrible, terrible uh, recessive gene, you know, like me, I've got the double recessive gene to be in agriculture. So those are the things that you have to be careful of. Do you think there's a cure for that one, Hank? No. No, you either have it or you don't. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. All right, I had to interrupt you in the middle of the diatribe. I don't even remember where we were at the time, do you? Probably not. Doesn't doesn't yeah. really matter. It's it's basically it's a, the same. Thing. Well, we were talking it's about Lee. No, no. We I want to get back to there because you know people think this is all fun and games, but when their food is not available because we've restricted people from working on farms to the point where they can't go harvest a crop that's laying in the field rotting, maybe then we'll wake up. 
perfect example is, is there's a runaway Peruvian who sued with a law firm and two different operators in the state of Nevada paid him off just to get rid of him. But the guy's illegal. He ran away from his contract. But his premise was that you were working 24 hours a day because you were sleeping in the sheep camp or whatever. Well, and yeah, so they wanted he wanted to be paid for 24 hours. And there's a law firm, I believe in New York City, that's taken up the cause. So the entire state of Nevada sheep operations are being sued. You just figure out 24 hours, seven days a week wages at after 40 hours getting overtime, and in about one half of uh, of the year, your sheep herders own your operation. It's it's ridiculous, but we're having to defend that. Uh, it's costing thousands and thousands of dollars to defend that. And this guy is a runaway. Doesn't he? Not even here legally. He went home. I don't even think he can get back. But the law firm smells money. And so there we are. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. So maybe maybe reforming tort would be the greatest thing that could ever happen to us. I don't know, but it's just insanity. Well, I, I know it's like me banging my head against the wall, but I'll repeat it anyway. How many of these problems would not be here if it were not for attorneys? They're they're the, <laughs> they're, they're the root of most evil. I'm just telling you. Well, if we had tort reform, if the lawyer could be sued, mm -hmm. the law firm could be sued. I'm with everybody you. that when you lose a case and it's a frivolous case and you prove how frivolous it is, and they were to lose, they win. Yeah. Look at the equal access to legal justice yeah. that Jimmy Carter put in. That was for you and me when the federal government got in our face to help us. Well, we are for some reason can't get anybody to take it up but all the environmental groups take it up and then when they find a t that's not crossed or an i that's not dotted they sue the federal government and they get paid huge sums of money in the billions of dollars so i mean it's their bread and butter so are you going to go uh to the congress which is almost all of them are lawyers with lobbyists that are lawyers and say we got to quit this mm -hmm. are you kidding me Number one is, Mr. Luce, we had a wake-up call. Whether anybody woke up or not, when they couldn't find toilet paper, when they couldn't find canned beans, when they couldn't find dry food in the grocery store, people came from Salt Lake and from Las Vegas and stripped the stores in Ely. If that didn't wake somebody up, and the fist fights, I, I wasn't there, but I heard that they had fist fights right in the grocery stores. Now, if that doesn't make you absolutely pause, nothing will. You will you will stand in front of the welfare office and scream at the top of your lungs until you starve to death if you don't wake up to the fact that food is a finite thing. Yeah, food and energy both. I mean, I, I can't tell you how fragile this energy system is because without energy the production of food is well it's pretty complicated we've been well, there i'm buying hay i'm buying hay i bought a slug of it mm -hmm. to keep my animals going until i can get on pasture 
about eight tons a day, and that cost of that's gone up not only because it's scarce, but the freight has not quite doubled, but it's up. So basically, any chance of the Needmore Sheep Company making any kind of anywhere near a profit this year went out the window. Yeah. And if it doesn't change, you know, I'm as vulnerable as anybody in the business. Well, I don't want to put this on you, but you're actually more vulnerable because not only have your inputs gone up, your ability to provide labor has been restricted. You got it. And, you you know, you keep putting another brick on the load, and pretty quick, you know, uh, they say the llamas, proving say that llamas will pack things, but if you get one pound over what they want to pack, they'll lay down. Well, I don't know how many more bricks you can put on my load. You know, how many more times can I look old banker tougher and all right in the eye and and tell him a story that, that I don't believe? <laughs> one more chance, boss. Just give me one more chance. I mean, it's terrible. Is that a true story about putting a pound, one pound over on a llama? That's what I've been told is, is that they are, whatever they pack, whether it's so many kilograms or what, they mm-hmm. have this sort of, like they have an internal certified scales for overload tickets. I guess if you overload one, it just lay down. That's it. Till you lightning back up to what he can pack. It, that's really? It. Right. <laughs> and people claim that mules are the smartest animal on earth. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I don't know either. But yeah, they're very sensitive to the to the weight restrictions. You know, which who knows? Maybe. Pretty quick, the government will be hiring llamas to, to yeah. stop truckers and check their loads. <laughs> okay, but think about hey. that. You, you, in order for you to know that a llama does that, that means you have experience in that regard. You're close to experiencing how much a llama will pack. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. So, again, I, I don't know. I have no idea. What, what the outcome's gonna be. But the wake up call should have been when the stores all across this nation got stripped. And which once again affected me dramatically mm-hmm. because I have several employees that I have to feed. We're very isolated. They're out in the middle of nowhere. And the people at Costco looked at me like a deer in the headlights. It wasn't their problem. I was, I was not allowed to buy Spam and tuna fish and all of this stuff. So I did find an enterprising gentleman in Spring Creek, Nevada, who I now shop with exclusively, uh, and he acts like he likes my business. So that's I, I find a way around it, but how many times yeah, but can you find a way around it? There's a silver lining in the storm. You actually found something better for everybody long term as a result of the storm. As far as I'm concerned, I should have done it all along. It saves me two hours making a, a, a run for groceries, mm-hmm. and I can call him up, and when I and he calls me back and says, "Your stuff is ready." Uh, saves you two hours each way, doesn't? By it? the way, uh, well, it's three hours versus five, or you know, well, yeah. four and a half probably to twin. Yeah. And guess what? He's a first generation Palestinian Christian that escaped the Middle East. He is very prosperous, very hardworking. His 
family is very hardworking, very, very, very focused, and and very appreciated of where he's at. And he did all these things legally, legally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go figure. He'll have a target on his yeah. back soon. Oh, yeah, probably already is. Yeah, probably well, because of me. I'm going to be a broken record, but again. The answer to all of these challenges, because I, I feel compelled every time we talk about challenges, Hank, to provide solutions as I see them. The solution is to stop focusing on all of the federal stuff and get your local, uh, con- uh, your county commissioners to stand up, get loud, and, and give them the support to do that. County commissioners, county sheriff, school board. That is the answer. School board. Yes. Yes. The government closest to the people governs best. That's been a statement that's been around for a couple hundred years. Yes, it's not Washington, D.C. D.C. stands for desires cash. Mm -hmm. It has been the United States of America. And the states, if it's not absolutely exclusively given to the federal government, it is reserved by the state, i.e., you have the right to try and ban meat if you want. Uh, let animals die of old age, but that's the individual state's rights, and if the people vote for that, that's the privilege of that being a member of that state and a member of this nation. Yeah, we've got to get back to the basics, and it's not in Washington, D.C. We, we know that very well. Yeah, no doubt. Here's what else I know. My clock says we're already at that time when I'm going to say we need to take a break. I want to remind you that we are this week talking about the Arise USA Resurrection Tour Constitutional Counties, Faith, Family, Freedom. And it all stems to food and fuel. There's a lot of F's involved, but I'm going to be a part of a group of seven touring the country 110 days, 84 stops, every one of the lower 48 states. Get details about this, and I'll have that on my blog, boosttails.blogspot.com. And yes, Hank, if you feel inclined, it does take money. Feel feel free to get the address and send a check. We're not going to do, I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of doing digital transactions because it just seems like you open yourself up to corruption and uh, really stop payment. So. Get the details. Be a part of it, uh, assisting and bringing. Uh, people are now calling it the Save the Republic Tour. I think that's what it's about. All right, loosetails.blogspot.com. Last segment with Hank Vogler. He's going to wind up in this last segment with my first question. Trust me, you want to be here after this. Welcome back, everyone. Trent Loose alongside Hank Vogler. Typical Monday, the Pink Moon Monday. Hank claims you can't see it because it's snowing. Thought he always lived in a drought. Hope he gets some moisture. All right, so the last 30 days, I've really just been solely focused on property rights, looking at the implications of net carbon zero, the executive order signed on January the 27th, uh, looking at 30 by 30, what that means. And it comes back to... We're finally getting people to understand that one-third of the U.S. landmass is owned by the government, 28% by the federal government, 4.5% by the state government. 
So there will be a correction in all of this. I'm fully, I fully believe and optimistic that there will be a correction because if you take 30% on top of the current 33%, you're, you're talking about the federal government wanting to control 60 plus percent. Now, you and I could probably make the case they already control it, but there will be a correction. When that correction comes, there's going to be a lot of people say, you know what, the federal government, just let's just get rid of this problem. We can manage those resources better if it's owned by private individuals. Those horses are a disaster because they've not been managed properly. We're just going to sell the 28% of the federal land and let Hank Vogler own it and manage it himself. What say you? Well, I have always thought that was a great idea. I'm not after the mineral rights. I'm after the the grazing rights, which I always thought I had that in a split estate. But Wednesday, I will be meeting with the BLM. They're trying to take my permits away from me. They they are threatening me with not renewing another permit that has to do with a third of my operation as a threat to hold over my head so they can illegally take my permit away from me and illegally give it to the Southern Nevada Water Authority, which is a state agency, which they control the legislature. Seventy-five percent of the people or better live in Clark County. So I'm not so sure, unless there's some real solid, solid division out here to where I would have more of uh, an even playing field, turning it over to a state that is so lopsided to one county with the population it might be more devastating than it is now. Uh, maybe I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> Total confusion on my part. But, yeah, theoretically, it's a great idea. Well, we have to have an awareness to the right people that the state or the, the BL, did you say it's a BLM permit you're talking about, not a Forest Service? Oh, no, the Forest Service, uh, it flat states, and this is something that there's a lot of egg on a lot of faces out here. Mm-hmm. It flat says at the Forest Service level, 2019 handbook, no state, federal, or county government can own a forest permit. But yet it was slid under the table, and Southern Nevada Water Authority holds forest permits. So, that's pretty crazy. And Southern Nevada Water Authority holds permits. They willfully admit that they're a subdivision of the state of Nevada. No vote, no harm, no foul. But no other state agency has ever been allowed to run livestock. But mm-hmm. they are. Only to hold up the value of the ranches that they purchased. You know, they can purchase water rights. I know that. They've done it all over California, Nevada, everywhere. They, uh, Colorado, I think they bought entire districts for their water. Private water. But there's nothing in there that says that they should be allowed to run livestock or farm hay or anything. But yet they have been able to come in, run over, file on other people's water rights. Everything that they've done is against the laws of the land. And yes, it affects very few people. So maybe we'll just Look the other way. Nothing to see here. It's not my ox that's being gored. But it's mine. Fifty years about to go out the window. Fifty years of living in a tar paper shack. You've been in it. You know what it looked like. 
50 years of going without. Uh, a va- family vacation was going to a ram sale. I mean, whatever. Hey, hey who doesn't Who doesn't want to go to Newell, South Dakota for your family vacation? Sounds like a great trip. Yeah. I thought it was great, but I there, you know, mm-hmm. we had to stop by Disneyland and and uh, Yellowstone Park and uh a few other places in, on the same trip, you know. So, uh spent a lot of windshield time and well, nobody would travel with me well, after that. <laughs> but when you when you really boil it down, You've got the entire population of Clark County, who has a vested interest in Southern Nevada Water Authority, versus pretty much one lone survivor named Hank Vogler. So you're kind of outnumbered. I don't know if you knew that. Well, I feel like Don Quixote. However, the grazing board, because of... The bully pulpit of Southern Nevada Water Authority mm-hmm. is jerking a whole bunch of people around down in Lincoln County and other parts of White Pine County. And it has been absolutely time and time again said, where do you get off? How can you do this? You are a state agency. There is nothing in the federal law that allows that other than abuse of power. And and this is going on, and if it's going on here, you know it's going on everywhere. Absolutely, it is. And again, consolidation of power in, in a few hands, and then using the using the bully pulpit of the federal government to drive. I'm in the deal already, twenty thousand bucks in, in less than a, a year. See, Hank, and, there, uh, there, there's the problem right there. That all they have to do is force you to spend more money than you have, which has already happened, and they can outlast you. They win, even if you were to win a legal case. Yep. Look what they did to the ages. They're in almost thirty years, I think, right. since that deal started. Yeah, and, and they don't. And, and, and they, they don't, don't own the ranch today. And they don't own the ranch today. hum a few bars of God Bless America? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, but what what else can you do when they when they blatantly file on your water rights right in front of you uh, on springs that has never had a cow at? Uh, I mean, just on and on and on. And then you go to the state and they go, well, no, we can do Well, wait a minute. You're the state engineer. You're not supposed to let people illegally do it. It says right on the form I have to fill out every year to lease a well from a mine. I fill it out every year under the penalties of perjury. Well, has perjury now become a a high standard that everybody should be trying to raise to? I mean, is is the bar been raised on perjury? I thought it was something that that you could be absolutely convicted of. Perjury is still perjury. So how do, how do you, I mean, you can't, I don't know, I shouldn't even ask you about Wednesday. We'll find out next Monday how Wednesday went. Will you find out Wednesday? <laughs> no. No, I'll get the shuffle off the buffalo. I guarantee you. That, those guys, you know, they, they obviously are either in SNWA's pocket Mm-hmm. Or under threat of some reprisal they're, against them. I figure they're, they're living in and, fear. And, yeah. So they're going to just look like a deer in the headlights. 
is going to blink. Yeah. And then I'm the one. You know, this is coffee money. The annual budget of Southern Nevada Water Authority, I think, is in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So this whole project, this whole $73 million, these ranches that they bought, they bought the poorest advice in the world just because the guy had a cowboy hat. Yeah. I mean, what he knew about rangeland ranching wouldn't get a Honda 90 halfway around a dime if it was gasoline. So, again, uh, but he had a hat, and also that made him qualified. They didn't, and then when they found out they'd made such a blatant error, it all gets covered up and pushed under the rug. Yeah. Again, everything about it is so wrong, it's wrong. But it, rather than step up, this is coffee and donut money for what that company can spend. But they're all lawyers, they're all big shots, they're all wheels. They sure as hell don't want to be told that they made a mistake. Why? Why? Do you know who we are? We don't make mistakes. <laughs> oh yeah, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so in the last minute and a half, where do we go from here? What do we need to know, and what do we need to do? Uh, hang and rattle. Just you got to, you, you know. Uh, we have got quit. We have got to get over. It's not my ox that's being gored. You know, if I that's the whole thing. Every cattleman in this state will not put their hand near the hot stove. They did the same thing with Hammond people. Everybody, oh, well, they broke the law. They're a bunch of lawbreakers. But then when they won, you know, failure's an orphan. Success has many fathers. You know and I know. We called congressmen, we called people that were supposed to be in power, and they all had their talking points. You know, the only thing I can tell you, Ride a small horse and stay in the middle of the posse. <laughs> isn't that That's just what fly, everybody's doing? Isn't that just fly in the face of what you said the problem was that nobody wants to stick their hand on the stove for fear that their ox will be gored, and then you tell us to ride in the middle of the posse, so we're the last one to get hit with stray bullets. <laughs> you got it. That's what we're doing. Welcome to America, comrade. Yeah. Funny thing is, I remember my very first speech at the national level. It happened to be at the Iowa Cattlemen event in uh, 2001 in Des Moines, Iowa. And I shared with a group of cattlemen the challenges that the pork and poultry producers in the state had been, uh, been dealing with. And I said, as long as some of us in agriculture turn our back and say, oh, I don't want to get involved with that, I'll be next. We we will be next. And it takes all of us to stand, to ride in the posse and proudly take on every issue that comes against the violation of property rights. Because at the end of the day, property rights is parallel to liberty. And if you can't use your property as you see fit, you have to get permission from some entity to use your property as you see fit. You will be on the menu. It's that simple. Hank Vogler's the canary in the coal mine proving it. By the way, coal mines are above ground, too, in the West now, not underground. Just saying. I only thing I can say is, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, it's like feeding an alligator. And 
it keeps getting bigger and bigger, and you're hoping you'll be the last one to get eaten. Well, you feed the alligator long enough, I promise you, he'll eat you. We've journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America. Hank Bogler and both and I remind you that all roads do lead to a rural route.